Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. I sat in a hairdresser's chair with a cape wrapped around my shoulders. The hair genius, Carly Gordon, fingered my fluff and we talked about how to tame the riot of curls. Our conversation eventually meandered down the path of mental health, and Carly shared with me that her two young children saw a therapist. Her revelation surprised and pleased me. Finally, a parent talking about mental health issues with the same frankness that parents chat about well-baby checkups. If only I could have had open conversations like this during our daughter's formative years. Maybe their lives would have turned out differently. I wanted to dig deeper into Carly's story, and she graciously agreed to speak with me about her experience and how it shaped her and her husband's decision to seek counseling for their children. In order to understand why Carly sent her kids to a therapist, it's important to know a little about the struggles she has had in her own life. When she got married, Carly didn't know she had anxiety. After a few months of marriage, her husband, Eric, told her, You have anxiety. She replied, I arrange my life so that I don't have anxiety. I don't know why you think I have anxiety. I'm fine. He politely dropped the subject until later. Around this time, Carly had a million stresses hit at the same time. Marriage, new job, new house, an ill father, and Eric felt helpless. He found an article on anxiety and asked Carly to read it. When I read it, she said, it was like they were writing about me. I found a really good counselor, got put on a medicine, and joined Bible study. In reality, Carly struggled with depression for years before her first visit to a counselor. I was high-functioning and I hit it very well, she said. But there were years when I was suicidal because I felt like a failure and knew that I could never live up to my expectations. She marks her husband's intervention as the beginning of her mental health journey, a journey that continues to this day. After having kids, she realized she had to go from being a people pleaser to someone who made choices that truly mattered and didn't just make other people happy. The true turning point for Carly and her emotional health took place when she attended a Rapid Transformation Therapy weekend. Rapid Transformation Therapy, or RTT, I'll leave a link in the show notes with more information about that, often used for PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, helps people process trauma, both big and small, in a short amount of time. I processed five different things over the weekend, Carly relates. I had no idea I was carrying so much weight around with me. RTT uses unconventional techniques that many Christians may shy away from because they don't understand them. But for Carly, RTT was a true miracle. It's scary, but it's also transformative as far as learning how to process things that have happened in old traumas. I let those incidents go and stopped holding them in my body, which affected my health. When asked how counseling has helped her, Carly stated, It's made me a better wife and mother, and a better hairdresser. It made me a happier one, too. Because of the hard work that Carly put in on her own mental health, and because Eric had journeyed with her, they both understood the importance of mental health to our overall quality of life. When their firstborn, Finnegan, began to exhibit sensitivity to textures, especially foods, an adverse reaction to change, and the need to have things done a certain way, 
they knew they might need to find a therapist. At first, they wondered if he might be on the autism spectrum, because many of his behaviors fit what they knew about autism. When he started separating himself from his feelings because they felt too extreme, Carly and Eric knew they should find a counselor for him. At the age of seven, Eric and Carly took Finnegan in for an evaluation. The results showed that he suffered from strong anxiety and a pessimistic nature, but not autism. After searching, they found a wonderful counselor, and Finnegan started seeing her on a regular basis. Within a year, he had made such phenomenal progress that the counselor recommended that he only come in once every three months. Usually, counselors don't see kids like that until they're teenagers, Carly said, and it takes much longer to work through things. Now Finn feels like he's so much more of his world, thanks to him getting help at an early age. The counselor warned Carly and Eric that Finnegan would probably need to come in on a regular basis when he hits puberty, and perhaps in high school. Handling hormones and teenage challenges will require a different set of tools. When Finnegan no longer needed weekly sessions, Eric and Carly decided to have Genevieve, their daughter, fill the slot. It seemed like an easy decision because they had already suspected that she had impulse control and self-worth issues. From the time she was four, she's compared herself to others and found herself lacking, Carly shared. She's hardwired to think that she's less, maybe because she doesn't do life like her brother, who always sees things 100 steps ahead. The natural bent toward comparison at four led to negative self-talk at five, and Carly and Eric didn't want her to grow up hating herself and her accomplishments. Genevieve started therapy at six, and eventually they'll take her to a psychiatrist to see if she has ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder. We don't want to know if she has ADD so we can medicate her, Carly said. We just want to know how to parent her better. We don't want to hinder her. We just want to help her on her journey. Eric and Carly chose to find a therapist for their children because they already had roles in their children's lives, parents. Some kids just seem wired to learn better from outsiders. I'm a good swimming teacher, Carly said but my kids wouldn't listen to a word I said. But they'll listen to a 16-year-old swim instructor. Go figure. Both Carly and Eric have attended some of the sessions with Finnegan and Genevieve. The therapist has helped hugely with showing us how not to get dragged into the drama cycle and to avoid roles such as victim, perpetrator, and savior. She's also helped us keep Genevieve from putting herself in the victim role. People are scared of mental health, Carly says, but at the same time, we want good mental health. Not everyone in the extended family understands Carly and Eric's decision. Carly and Eric live in a tight-knit Christian community where people believe strongly in the power of prayer and miracles. So taking one's children to a therapist may seem to go against basic Christian beliefs for some people. Almost everyone seems taken aback by the statement that our kids need to see a therapist, Carly shared, but we want them to thrive rather than just survive. In her hair salon, Carly has ample opportunity to help break down the stigma about mental illness and spread the good news that counselors and therapists can help. When people are in my chair, they share really hard things that they're going through, and I ask them, oh, are you seeing a counselor? And they look at me like I'm crazy. For some things, though, I tell them, you need a professional. We take our kids to the dentist every six months for teeth cleaning. We take them to the eye doctor every year. Carly's voice pulses with passion for her topic and a bit of incredulity. Everybody says stress kills, but there's this terrible stigma about mental health upkeep. Right now, when they're children, 
They're forming their skills and toolbox for coping with stress later on in life. What better time and place when they're young and in a safe home environment for them to learn how to form healthy chains of emotional response? Carly and Eric care more about their children's emotional and mental health than they care about their kids' grades. If you're emotionally healthy, you're educated for life, Carly declares. As a society, we value emotional health too little. For those who cling to the belief that God will step in and take away anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, or any other mental illness, Carly has this reminder. Finding a great counselor is a miracle, she laughed. You can pray all you want to get into shape, but you still have to do the work. Dr. Michelle Bingston, a speaker, writer, and neuropsychologist, agrees. Sometimes we need the help of medication to help us get stable enough to be able to do the work. Dr. Bingston would know. In her book, Hope Prevails, she shares her personal journey through depression. Now that scientists know more about how the body works, they realize the negative effects of trauma can cause a change in the expression of our DNA, and that gets passed on to our children. Epigeneticists have also discovered that if trauma receives medical attention, then the modification goes away and thus does not pass to the offspring. If we can't get help with our trauma, then we have to unravel it later on in life, Carly says. One day, when I tell a client that my kids need counseling, I want their reaction to be, oh, that's so cool. Carly reminded me that when we're not healthy mentally, we can't carry out Jesus' mandate to love others as we love ourselves, found in Matthew 22, 39. Depressed, anxious, and stressed out people generally don't have a lot of love for themselves and very little to spare for others. Self-care means taking care of our mental health needs so that we protect future generations and have the capacity to love well. It also means that when we recognize a potential problem in our children's lives or our own, we take steps to help them or ourselves and educate ourselves as soon as possible. Here are seven signs your children might need to see a therapist. You can apply the same to yourself as well. If your child has experienced sexual abuse, if you and your spouse divorce, when someone in the family has a catastrophic illness or accident, four, when your child seems unable to cope with change, even small changes, on a regular basis, five, you hear a lot of negative self-talk from your child and nothing you say makes a difference, six, you see that your child seems fixated on routines, hand-washing, keeping things in order, in order to cope. Seven, your child has seemingly irrational fears that you can't help your child alleviate with comfort and prayer. Once again, those are seven signs that your child needs to see a therapist, but they apply equally to adults. If you see yourself in any of those seven things, maybe it's time for you to find a good therapist too. Come back next week when I share with you the difference between a counselor and a therapist and how to decide which one you need. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together, we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.